Hello there. This is Wale Olulano, the presiding apostle of Harmony Christian Ministries. I'm happy that you can join us today in our podcast. I pray today's message will encourage, edify, and illuminate your heart, wherever your circumstances may be. Please relax and enjoy. Please, this morning, quickly turn in your Bibles with me to Philippians chapter 1, Philippians chapter 1, verse 3 to 7. Philippians chapter 1, we read from verse 3 to 7. Paul the Apostle, he wrote and he said, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine. He's making requests all with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it unto the day of Jesus Christ. And just as it is right for me to think these of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my chains and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you are all partakers with me of this grace. Father, once again, we ask that you will breathe over this word. Open our hearts today to understanding. Help me, Lord, to communicate your word with accuracy, with precision. Help me, Lord, that that which we speak today will be clear unto all, in all levels. Lord, whoever will encounter this word, even hereafter, months after, year after, let it continue to make change and impact in their lives. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Well, so far in this series, Thought Patterns of a Champion, we have covered about three told ourselves in the first one is continuous thoughts that God wants us to continue to grow from level to level as we should progress in our thoughts remember Joseph when Joseph dreamt his first dream dreamt one level sheaves he dreamt that his brothers were bowing to him and then later on he then he, the, the dream increased what you're doing should increase your perception should increase your vision should increase your dream should increase David, the young teenager, he had encounters in the wilderness with his father's flock. Saw himself being the shepherd of flocks. But the dream also grew. By the time he saw the, a threat to the nation, something inside of him grew. I, I can't just stay back and allow things to go on. He saw himself as a defender of a nation, no longer a defender of just flocks anymore. Do you understand that? Dreams grow. Your dream will grow. Your vision will grow. Your exploits in God will grow. Your thirst for God will grow. I thought that's going to be a better amen for somebody. Your thirst for God will grow. I pray for somebody who is out there, who is listening to us at home. You know, you have become so, uh, so comfortable just taking God at a little effort. I pray that God will create in you a new thirst. A thirst to wake up. A thirst to pray. A thirst to seek God. A thirst to go one more mile with God. So God wants our dream to grow. The champion grows, moves from one little belt level, goes higher and higher. We told ourselves that the champion's thought must be credible. Credible thoughts. God wants you and I to have credible thoughts. God wants us to understand that there are things, new things he wants to start with you. The champion is a self-starter. He doesn't think everything is done yet. He doesn't think there is no more problems to be solved. 
He has original thinking. He develops a curious mind towards problems. This thing, how can we make it better? One of the things that is important when you're going to see yourself as a champion is you don't just take everything that was, that's the best level it can be. Even your best of yesterday, you question it today. You tell yourself, how can I make a new style? What new moves can I make? What new ways can we present ourselves? As a church, what else can we do better? As a choir, what can we do better? As departments, what can we do better? As husband and wife, as an individual, whatever the thing is, as a career person, a professional person, what else can we do? What else can I package with my service that will make me unique in this business that I'm doing? Number three, we told ourselves last week, spend some time on this one, constructive thoughts. Because this is a weapon against the onslaught of the enemy. Reminded ourselves last week that every construction begins with a thought. You build first of all in your thoughts before it is visible. And that's why you have to have a, a constructive mind. If something is going to be destroyed, it begins with the mind. Your mind begins to scatter it first. Every one of us, we are here today dressed in whatever you are wearing because you first of all thought of it tomorrow I will go to church. You saw yourself in church, that's why you are here. If you're not here, for whatever the reason, it's because you didn't think you will come. Oh, I had a flat. You see, say, you know, I need to make service today. Car, either I'll park you or I'll take Uber or I'll do something. So, everything starts with a thought. It's important. The greatest barrier to progress is not money scarcity. Not at all. Actually, it is the non-pursuant of your constructive thoughts. When I think about what's going to be involved in the project we're about to start, oh, I look at money, I think, God, where are we going to get this kind of money? No. But it is not money that starts from his thoughts. And you push your thoughts, God will put things that are invisible. Amen. But that's last week. So the psalmist told us that we should bless the Lord, oh my soul, within internal conversation. This is extremely important. Now, today, we're moving on to the fourth C, collaborative thoughts. There is so much for us to say today. I pray that we have enough time and appetite to take it. Collaborative thoughts. This is about intentional networking. Having the wisdom, the capacity to gather, to retain, to attract the right Folks in collaboration is the key to the success of the champion. There is no self-made champion. There is no self-made businessman. There is nothing like, you know what, I'm self-made. Nobody helped me. And when I hear things like that from some folks, I say, you don't even know yourself. And when some people say, you know what, I was going through some stuff. People don't even know what I'm going through. Nobody even helped me. You know, I am here by myself. You don't know yourself. That is no self-made success. When God says, I'm going to use you, I'm going to help you, guess what? God uses men to do that. It's still men he will send to you. So if you're praying for anything right now, I need God to do this, I need God to help me, God is still going to use men. So be careful what you do with men. Why is this important? I'm not even going yet into why do I need collaborators. There, one of the reasons why you should even think this before we begin is everybody's got blind spots. 
No matter how good you are, there are things about yourself you can't see. There are things about yourself, you, you look so beautiful, you dress so nice, but there are things about your dressing you can't see. Someone's got to be there to tell you this doesn't match that. You're a good driver, but your instructor will tell you there are blind spots. When you see the champion in the court, it's the only one you see in the court, but it's not the only one that is really standing. You can see a sprinter. And it's on the rostrum and it's, yes, it's got the 100 meters, but there are so many people behind the sprinter. It could seem like a one-man race, but it is not really a one-man team. And I'm going to get to those people in a minute. The reason why many champions fall flat is to forget your collaborators. It's like a river that becomes so big that you forget your source. David, we talk about David today. But David couldn't have gained territories without the collaborators that God put into his life. That's why towards the end of his life, we talk about David's mighty man. We talk about different kinds of people. We talk about even your enemies sometimes, God uses them to push, them, push you into your destiny. Your collaborators. There are things Jesus Christ could not have done for himself. But Judas did it. I don't think you understood that. <laughs> See, in the world of business, people are going into strategic alliances these days. They're forming partnerships along the value chain to cut off the cost and retain their gains. This is important. So you see, in situations where former competitors are now becoming alliances, they are becoming partners. Because everybody understands that when we have shared dreams and we can leverage on our skills, we can actually maximize our gains. If you're going to be a champion, going to make progress, you have to understand who are the people that, who are the like-minded people that God is putting together to work with me. This is how to make accelerated progress. Paul said in Philippians chapter 1, he said, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Upon every remembrance of you, you must learn to thank the God of your life for the people he has placed in your life. And I want to use this moment to speak to many of us, particularly Christians, we miss this point. We feel, okay, because maybe because I'm no longer in that church, I'm no longer in that office, they are useless. Don't do that. You could never have survived certain moments of your life without those people. He said, upon every remembrance of them. Right. You might not be together anymore, but thank God that they let you over that particular wall. That man that was so bad, and now you are apart, you are separated, or you are divorced, whatever. Remember there are times that you couldn't have made today. That woman that looks so useless to you right now, that woman was there. Save your life. I thank God upon every remembrance of you. Every remembrance of you. Always. In every prayer of mine. <laughs> this is the way to deal with bitterness, friends. This is what will help you over the thing. This is how God will answer your prayer. Because many people only remember the bad things. Leave the bad things out. Look for the good ones. Upon every remembrance of you. There are things you took out of that relationship that are good. Thank God. Thank God. You didn't pick it on the street. Making requests for you. 
all with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. Now, he is telling us another thing now. That there are certain things that are important so that I can get into my message. Let me just point out about five things from this prayer. The first thing is you must thank God for every person that God has linked into your life. Thank God for them. At your own time, when you're having your tea or coffee or lunch at home today, just make a small list somewhere. Who are the people I've stopped thanking God for? Thank God for every person. Take a minute to thank God for them. Number two, be thoughtful about each other. The people that you work together, be thoughtful about them. Remember that your action has impact on their life too. Don't just say, I don't care what anybody else does. Be thoughtful. He said, my thoughts, I, I think about you every moment. I make requests of you every time because you are in my heart. Be thoughtful. Some people just want other people to be thoughtful about them, but they don't care about what goes on in other folks' life. He said, pray always for them. Number four, show commitment to the finishing of what you start. He said, from the first day until now. So you see, collaborations that don't have continuity, that's not a collaboration that is relevant for this moment. They have to show commitment for the thing that you are placing together, you are doing together. Have a heart to continue. Have a heart to complete what you start. If you are collaborating with anybody, don't just say, you know what, I'm not really interested. I'll just do a little bit and I'll go. Have a commitment to complete. Have a commitment to continue. Amen. In the creation project in Genesis, God spoke to the Trinity. He spoke to himself. He spoke to like-minded self. Let us make man. Amen. So you see that when you want to talk about collaboration, you have to look for folks who are like-minded, who are equally yoked. He didn't speak to the angels. He didn't speak to seraphims. He spoke to himself. You must associate to the right group of people or persons. Because who you know will determine who knows you. And let me say a quick thing about old friends. Old friends. The problem is often not because some friends are old. Because some people just generalize old friends. I don't have anything to do with old friends. No, that's not the problem. It's because some of them may not necessarily share your growing values. It's really great to have old friends who are growing in values like you are growing. Friends who are growing in purpose. And they are growing in vision. Because we don't have friends who are pushing into new barriers, new breakthroughs. What tends to happen is you discover that they cannot help you to bring forth the champion that is in you. David is an example. David got to the battlefront and he told Eliab what he's going to do. This man's been messing up everybody. I'll go and deal with him. Eliab said, come, come, come. Come here, kneel down here. What's wrong with you? What did I just hear you say? Look at, little you, look at big me. You think I, all this beard is for nothing? Or you think we don't know how to fight? Sharing your dream with some people who are going nowhere will also frustrate them and they try to frustrate you. And Eliab tried to kill that dream if I scorched him with his tongue. Because that's all you get from some certain people who cannot share your vision. So you must learn to value all people, honor all men, 
but you can only work with those who will sharpen your vision. Jesus Christ had seven levels of relationship. That's what all of us must learn to have. Jesus Christ had seven levels. He had a level of relationship with the world. He died for the sins of the whole world. He had a relationship with Israel. Israel was special to him. Jesus Christ had a different level of relationship with the multitude. He fed them. He gathered them. He was just sowing seed out to them. That was the multitude. He had a relationship with the 70. He knew these were foot soldiers. He had a different level of relationship with the 12. These were people that he, he said, you know what? What I taught the multitude, I cannot teach you. I have to teach you guys deeper. And then he also expected much more from them. Then he had a different level of relationship with the three. The seventh one with the one. You as a person must know, if you are collaborating with people, where is this individual? Where am I placing these people? And it is understanding this that will save your heart. Guard your heart from disappointment and unrealistic expectation. So when you collaborate with different kinds of individuals, you have to understand, just like Jesus Christ did, you must understand the language to speak in each of these circles. Amen. What are the groups of people that you have to collaborate with? Models. Models. Every one of us need to have models in our lives. Models. These are people who are in collaboration with your destiny. What do you want to be in a few years' time? See, it's in a few years' time. You're not there yet. But someone is there. Every one of us, no matter how good you are, no matter what you are, listen. When they say there's nothing new under heaven, do you understand this now? Every one of us wants to do something, but somebody has done it before. So we begin our journey by studying or observing or following a particular model. Either it's in the style of your sprint, either it's in the style of your moves, either it's in the style of your preaching, either it's in the style of your teaching, either it's in the way you want to form your relationship. You need to have models. You start at that level. Of course, you know that you have to be yourself. But myself, if you want to be yourself at the beginning, you don't have confidence in yourself yet. You think, you know, the people are not even excited. So you look for something that you already know is a brand that is settled. So you see, even in the marketplace, people look for a successful brand. And they look for what is in that brand that we can model after. So you see, but as you grow, progress, remember, progressive thoughts. As you grow, you begin to discover your own styles. So we may have started this business modeling after a particular A point comes that we begin to put our personal touch into it. Because confidence begins to rise. Grow in the name of Jesus. May you rise from level to level, from glory to glory. I see people progressing this year. In the name of Jesus. Our first mother is my father. He taught me the scripture. He taught me with fire and with ease. He modeled me in integrity. Who 
is modeling you? Who shaped where you are? See, if God is going to use you, he uses people. Then my pastors have taught you many times. Reverend George said, I will teach you how to do ministry. Till today, when I'm preaching sometimes, I think that was Reverend George that just preached. Till today. And then my pastor, Pastor Tunebakari, also, he said, I will teach you how to be a minister. So that you are not just sending people to heaven. You yourself, you are in heaven. T.D. Jakes, my model. He taught me how to tie to my messages. That's why you can't find my message tied to common. One of the things I learned from him. He taught me how to get into the story. I learned that from him. It's only recently I found out who has been modeling him too. He said, the people that models him are not necessarily Christians. That, yeah, here is the point. When we talk about models who will model you may not necessarily be in your field. But there will be people who are carrying out a service or packaging a service the way you want it. He said, so I studied top lawyers. How they present their case in courts. He said, I don't, I'm not interested in what they are saying. Because I know what I want to say. But I study their package. Do you understand this? Who is modeling what you are presenting? Models. Number two, mentors. Now, these are your coaches. Because now remember, the models are styles, are people, life you have studied. They may not necessarily, they may function as mentors too, but they may not necessarily be your mentor. The mentors, these are folks that are coaches. These are people that will prepare you. These are people that will tell you how you must do it. In my case, many of my models are also my mentors. Some of my mentors that I've mentioned are not my model, but they are mentors. Somebody can teach you, package you, and tell you this is how you do it. This is how you do this. But for you to model your life, you model your life after certain people. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? And I say, you know what? If I am going to take nothing out of this person, I will take this forever. Number three, partners. You collaborate with partners. These are folks with hands-on commitment to what you are doing. They are stakeholders. They have investment in this thing you are doing. They are saying, you know what? In this your championship, I am investing. I'm putting money there. I'm paying for the training facilities. These are partners. They are not going to be necessarily in their business. Their partners may not be visible, but they have got investments. Number four, friends. Friends may not necessarily believe in your vision. They may not believe. They may not be part of what you are doing, but they are part of your life. Your friends don't necessarily need to agree with what you are doing. But there are people who can tell you as it is. Are you listening to this? There are people who can tell you as it is. They tell you, you know what? It's not your, I don't need your money. They are not into your business. They are not into anything. But I'll tell you, this thing you are wearing is wrong. It doesn't match your face. This color, pink. It doesn't go with your shoe, green or whatever. 
Your friends will tell you. Then me, I'm setting my own. And then they go and be playing in one little corner. Friends are different. And we all need them in our life. Because when the chiefs are down, those are the people you're going to find. And remember, these are not friends who don't believe in progressive thoughts. They have their own life to grow in. Do you understand this now? But these are friends. You don't have to say, you know, if you are my friend, you must buy my product. They don't necessarily need to buy your product. But these friends, their commitment is to you, not to your business. They are not going to judge you if you decide, you know what, this, this relationship, this is what has become of it. They won't say because relationship will be, you know, crash or whatever, therefore they are judging you. No. That's not your friends. Friends will be there. Say, so, you know what, I brought tissue. Yeah, make with they cry together. That's friends. Are you getting my point? Now, you need to understand that's what Jonathan was. Jonathan was not about whether David was after his dad or dad was after David. Do you understand this now? It was just that I am for my friend. I am for my friend. There was no time to judge. And I'm speaking to somebody here that God has put you in one or some of this category. You must understand that it is a privilege for God to put you in any of this. In somebody's life or you or someone in your life. It's time for you to begin to value such people. Am I talking to you this morning? What are the things you need to look for in knowing how to group people here? Quickly, I'll just tell you three. Choose people who want to love God. People who want to love God and serve God. Choose people who are committed to growing in character. Now, this is important. People who are committed to growing in character. There are some people who don't want to grow. I know the saying that show me your friend, I'll tell you the kind of person you are. If people want to grow in character, it is visible in three areas. It is very, very clear in three key areas. Number one, integrity, humility, and generosity. Integrity, humility, and generosity. Are they growing in this area? Because if our vision must last, this is what will determine it. Can I trust what you say is what it is? And listen to me, people don't need to be a Christian to be a person of integrity. There are some Christians that if they tell me it's 11.46 right now, I have to check my own watch. And there are some Muslims that will tell me it's 11 I say that's it. Do you understand what I'm trying to say here? This is important for us to know. Integrity is important. If you are going to the collaboration with people, integrity is important. Humility is important. To not think of yourself more highly than you ought to think. Don't think you are the only thing that is around here. You must understand other people matter too. You must humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. You must understand that your, there are other opinions on the table. There are people that once they give an opinion, you don't take it, that's it. They scatter the whole thing. Now that's not what you need in collaboration. And generosity is important. A generous person will devise generous ways. They're not people who are just going to take everything to themselves. Everything for me and nothing for any other person. If you're generous, you understand source. This is, these are the things that will lift up that collaboration and will give it life. Why do we need to collaborate? I run through this. Number one, to bring out the best in you. The Bible tells us that iron sharpens iron. Proverbs 27, 17. 
To get more done. Number two, to get more done. If you collaborate, you can do much more. We know that you are great on your own. You are good, okay? But God wants you better to get more done. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 9 tells us that two are better than one because they get more done by working together. That's the new century version. Number three, to make up or to compensate for your weaknesses. Everybody, like I said, has got blind spots. So we all have weaknesses. There are areas we don't know. There are things we don't know. If I write in anything of importance, I have to pass it on to certain people around me. Please help me read through this. Is this coming across? Because sometimes, in fact, my wife knows when I'm drafting a text. She knows whether it's a kind of text. She can talk to me or not because she says my face betrays me. No, don't send that text until I see it. <laughs> you have to know that every one of us, we can get better. We have weaknesses. Number four, to help me get back when I stumble. Because you are anointed, because you have the, the, the vision God has called you out, does not mean you will not have occasions to stumble. The Bible tells us that what is he who stands alone and when he falls, so no one is there to lift him up. To help you get back up. That thing that looks beautiful today, he can, have, he can suffer a, a trip. Somebody needs to be there to help you get back up. Number five, to resist attacks and criticism. <laughs> it may God help you in the day of your attack that there are people around you who will defend you. We need collaboration to resist attack. There are people who will come up and speak because they'll say, hold your peace. It's important for you to know that that's the reason why you have collaboration. It's not just everything you need to answer. There are things you don't answer to. And I think I'm coming to that point now. Sometimes when you go through this kind of seasons, it seems like rather than, okay, <laughs> before I say this thing, why I've talked so much about collaborating, here is a warning. Don't over-rely on people. I need to say this before I round up. Do not over-rely on people. It's great when people validate us. It's great when people work with us. It's great when people, you know, they just see your vision and they, they, they hook up to it because it's in serving another man's vision that you feel fulfilled to. It's great, but don't over-rely on people. Because no matter what it is, people are still people. When you become addicted to them, you become addicted for people to meet all your expectation. It leads to a big, big, big fall. <laughs> Remember Peter that we talked about earlier on? Jesus Christ took Peter, James, and John to the garden on his most important nights. And he told them, guys, this is the most crucial night, the heaviest night of my life. I'm going to go over there and pray. All I need for you guys is stay here and pray. Just be interceding. As soon as he left them, they fell asleep. Last night, he told them somebody is about to betray him. Last night, he told them that someone, the hand of the betrayer is at hand. They knew the problem is at hand. As soon as he left, they slept. The people he relied on, on the night he needed them most, they failed. Now watch this. Why are they bad people? Sometimes God allows things like that to happen. When you look up for help from the wrong places, sometimes the people you are expecting to do stuff for you, they don't have it. That's why they can't give it. 
They can't give it. If you don't get it yet. Christ was expecting them to lift up his weary soul. But it was not in them to do. God sent angels. Are you listening to me now? May you receive the help from above. This week, as you call upon the name of the Lord, anyone in this place where you have been saying, God, I need help. God, I need help. I feel abandoned. God, what's going on? I say the help of God. We go ahead of you into that boardroom. He will speak on your behalf to those people. God will move your goods. God will move your relationship. God will move your career. He will speak for your children. He will speak for you. In the name of Jesus, you have been expecting one man somewhere. But God said, I am your help. I am your exceedingly great, 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 great reward. May the Lord help you. May the Lord lift you. May the Lord fight your case. I say that in Jesus' name, I see God moving somebody out of your way right now. There is somebody who has been obstructing your way, obstructing your progress. I say God will shift them. God will shift them. In the name of Jesus, somebody has been blocking your progress. I see God moving them apart. God is shifting them apart. In the name of Jesus, receive help from above. Receive the help of God. Receive the help of God. In the mighty name of Jesus, what doctors cannot do, let God do it for you right now. What lawyers cannot do, let God do it for you right now. What your pastor cannot do, let your God rise up on your behalf. In the name of Jesus, it's your time to be helped. In the name of Jesus. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Listen to me. The police may not be able to help you. They can't get there in time to save your child. But I see there's an angel, there's an angel of God who will deliver that child. He will deliver them from tripping. In the name of Jesus, he will keep your feet from falling. In the name of Jesus, there is a God who saves. There is a God who heals. There is a God who delivers. Stop looking up to man for what God has perfected. That is how he goes. It is good to collaborate, but there are places that God will take men out. And if you don't forgive and don't release those people, my dear friends, you have just nullified the help of God. God will bring all of us to a place where the best of us will fail so that we can know that only God is best. Only God is best. I can never, 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 never forget. Remain standing. I'm going to close in a minute. When we're pregnant, we're chosen. And the time of delivery came. Up to that delivery point, God had raised a man full of the spirit. The head of the whole unit. The consultant. We have been thanking God, thanking God at home. Ah, The man himself has said on the delivery, I'm going to do it myself. They have decided that, well, you know, he's going to do this one. We just keep on managing this pregnancy. If you can just get up to about 35 weeks, you know, I'm going to do it myself. But when the day of delivery will come, it was at 32 weeks. The man was not on duty. He was not there. And then they said they had to deliver my wife. She said, no, 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 no. You can't deliver this baby. The doctor will say he's not here. I mentioned his name. <laughs> the doctor is not here. He said, no, 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 no. They said, no. This baby must be delivered right now. It was almost like the help was not there. God had positioned a young doctor. A young man. A person who said, you know what? I feel what you feel. And he said, this baby will be delivered. You know, I, you know the, the, the doctor, the consultant is my ogre. But I am going to deliver this baby. 
And then I was not on ground. My wife said, but my husband is not in town. My husband is away. So it's almost like two men she could trust with this baby. But who are these two men? Nobody. When God himself who packaged the baby when God himself who sustained the baby, I prophesy to somebody in this place in the name of Jesus. I prophesy to you what God had concealed on the inside of you. What God had given to you, no man can take it from you. In the name of Jesus, what God has started, he will finish. What God has started, he will finish. In the name of Jesus, that dream of yours, God will perfect it. In the name of Jesus, your healing, receive it. Your blessing, receive it. Your business, receive it. In the name of Jesus, no man can stop what God has started. In the name of Jesus, in the twinkling of an eye, in the twinkling of an eye, in the twinkling of an hour, God will finish it. God will perfect it. God will finish it in the name of Jesus. Let me close by saying this. It is good for men to collaborate with you. But many people, rather than collaborate with you, they actually criticize you. Uh, you other people are cheering you up. But some people are criticizing you at the same time. Who does he think he is, Hosanna? I mean, is he not the carpenter from that down the road? You say you are the champion. When everybody is saying, did you see the match? They say it's rubbish. They call you names. I'll give him two rounds. I'll finish him. The person speaking has never even entered the room, particular court. Some people will try to rubbish your success. Rather than to cooperate and rather than to praise you and to collaborate with you, they will rubbish your thing. But listen to me. Don't allow anybody who God has not called to sit in your seats to take you away from what God is doing in your life. Don't allow people who are beneath your, your calling to rubbish what God is doing in your life. Stop looking at what they are saying. Focus your eyes looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. Many people may turn you down, but look at those who have supported you. You can go into that office and four people are saying, no, 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 no. But there is a one that says I'm for you. Come on, hold on to that thing. You see, listen to me. Criticizing and actually collaborating sometimes, it's like chewing gum. Chew the sweet, sweet part of it. Right? And don't swallow the bad parts. Because neither of the two has any nutritional value. Are you following me now? That's how it goes in life. So I want to pray for somebody here also. Who criticism of men have slowed you down. Because of men's criticism, you say, I can't do it anymore. I pray for you today in the name of Jesus. Receive grace or rise up. Receive grace or rise up again. Begin to hear the voice of God saying to you, you are my son. You are free. Whosoever the son of man set free, he is free indeed. I need to hear that song as I close her. Because you are free. Who the son set free? Who the son set free? He is free indeed. Because you are free. You are free. You are free. You are free indeed. In the name of Jesus. Who the son set free? Free. Come on. Sing it. You are free. Free from this. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks go to all our partners who give generously to support our ministry. You are welcome to be one of us. If you'd like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message, please do call us on plus 44 208-597-3110 or you visit our website on www.hccenter.org 
www.ghanaspirit.uk. May the peace of the Lord guard you and keep you till we meet again. God bless you.